Hello, hello, hello! Welcome back, guys, for another episode. If not now, when? I am so beyond excited, guys, to introduce you today's guest. She is wow, incredible. First of all, she is a world traveler. She's been twenty-three countries and more. And I just, you know, so excited for that because I love to travel. This is truly my number one passion. That's why I'm so excited. On top of that, she also owns her own digital marketing firm.、Um, she is just wow, incredible. Not only that, she has her own pickling company. Two girls, one pickle. Wow, what a great name! Who doesn't want a pickle, right? So with that, please join me to welcome today's guest, Jessica Zeit. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Hi, Jessica. Thank you so much for、uh, joining us today. Wow, you did so much. This is incredible. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit more? How did you even get started? This is wow. This is incredible. Yeah, for sure. So basically, I always knew that I didn't want to work nine to five.、Um, for a long time, I thought maybe I would be a teacher. But I also knew that I kind of wanted a lot more money <laughs> than teaching allows, especially where I live in Montreal, Quebec, where the lowest paid province for teaching. So、um, I honestly didn't really know what I was going to do. I went to university. I studied communications. I really enjoyed it,、um, but I wasn't really sure like what jobs were out there. So after I graduated, I went to Europe and I traveled ten countries with my best friend. We Wait, stayed for two months. You just graduated and you just left. To Europe, were you scared at all at the time you just、um, graduated? You did not know anything yet. Yeah, I was scared for sure. Um, actually, the thing I was scared about the most is that my friend and I had really bad sense of direction, and this was <laughs> in 2013. So you think it would be like oh,、mm. phones and all this stuff, but in 2013, like Google Maps and data weren't even that popular, and they were really expensive still, and、mm. they didn't have like European plans like they do now. So when we went, we didn't even bring our phones. We just had、What? my little iPod Touch, and we would like go and get Wi-Fi and Starbucks, and then we'd screenshot the maps and try to like figure out where we were going. Wow! So my biggest fear was definitely getting lost and like never making it to the airport <laughs> and just being stuck in Europe. Wow! Wait, that is wow. That's so so incredible. Wait, so what inspired you to travel in the first place? Um, I get so in high school we had a Europe trip、um, for our graduation.、Mm-hmm. It was like. My school was famous for this trip, and everyone knew about it for like years. And、mm-hmm. the teacher had been running it for twenty-five years. So when I was seventeen, I got to go to Europe with my class, and we went for three weeks, and we did seven countries, and it was like the best trip I've ever ever been on. So、wow. it really inspired my passion for traveling.、Mm-hmm. Um, also, my mom had done a backpacking trip with her friend when she was young, like in her twenties,、mm-hmm. and she would talk about it when I was a kid, and it really made me want to go. And then when I got to go when I was seventeen, it just solidified the fact that、mm-hmm. traveling is my passion. Because what do you just, like about traveling? I'm curious. I just find it makes me feel the most alive. Like I love being able to see the whole world, meeting people from different cultures,、mm-hmm. immersing yourself in different cultures, getting to like eat authentic food <laughs> in different countries. Yeah.、Um, and I just feel like I'm really living my best life. Like I'm making the most of being alive when I get to go to other places. Because I find even when you're doing nothing in another country, it's like you're doing something. Like if I'm just sitting on my couch, I feel like I'm not productive. I'm not doing anything. I'm bored. But if I'm like sitting in a hostel in another country, just talking to someone I met, it feels like I'm really being productive. Like I'm really doing something with life.、Mm-hmm. You're soaking all the cultures. 
exactly that's and amazing just yeah. to learn so much about yourself you know and about the world so what did you learn when you travel you said 10 countries after you graduate yeah so we learned so much like we did a lot of tours a lot of walking tours so we did a walking uh, art tour street art tour in germany and we got to learn so much about the history of germany um, about communism, about the war, about the Berlin Wall, mm-hmm. and just about really cool artists. Like we learned about a graffiti artist who was Israeli and came to Europe and he does pointillism. So all his graffiti is literally just like made of tiny dots that he does wow. with a paintbrush, but he turns them into these insanely beautiful murals. And he's actually one of the few graffiti artists who got paid, who got commissioned to do a mural of Anne Frank. Wow. Um, so that was very cool. And we also got to do tour the Anne Frank house and see where she hid in this really tiny attic. So <laughs> really interesting there. Wow. Um, yeah, so many cool things. We also got to go visit uh, houses in Amsterdam. They were like slave owners, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were like the elite rich. And then they've preserved two of the houses, how they were in the 1700s. So we got to see like a day in the life of a really rich person and how like people would come through the courtyard, drop off their horses and then apparently in Amsterdam, having a garden was like a sign of wealth. So they would compete to have the nicest gardens. So they would make people like enter through the back. So they were forced to walk through the whole garden just to like <laughs> show off their garden. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So we really learned a lot. And uh, also just like your own self, like there was times where we made mistakes. One time we were in Belgium and we thought our flight was the next day. And we decided to double check and we realized that we had like three hours to get to the airport. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And, and we didn't really know packing. like the public transit and stuff. So we ended up paying 130 euros for a taxi to the airport. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, it really sucked. But then you get to learn about yourself, like resilience and like, you know, we made it in the end. So at least we figured it out last minute. Wow. What a journey. So sounds Definitely. like, you know, you falling in love with it, with traveling when you graduate and you've been, you know, those amazing places, you soak in the culture, you learn a little bit about yourself, you, um, so what's next? Yeah, so after I got back, I actually just bartended and was a waitress for like two, three years. I really didn't have like direction. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I was, you make good money when you bartend here because of tips, but like the hours are really like hard you work like 7 p.m to 3 a.m you only get home at like 4 or 5 in the morning there's a lot of drinking a lot of partying so at a certain point it's like okay I'm getting old now like it's not what I wanted to do so I realized like I better get a nine to five because I couldn't think of anything else to do so I actually ended up getting a nine to five at a really good company Um, they're called blind ferret and they do mobile advertising so basically like when you see an ad for candy crush or like fish drum or some game on your phone I would broker the ads, like broker the deals that put those ads on your phone. Wow. <laughs> so sorry about that. But the okay. company was awesome. They were super nice, like really relaxed. And, you know, you got to wear like leggings, even PJ pants. There Every Friday at four o'clock, you would get a beer. Um, they like had outings. We did paintball together. We did. We had to watch Star Wars movies. We got paid to watch them. Great. So it was really fun, but I still wasn't in love with the nine to five life because I find it like frustrating to be stuck in a building especially in Montreal where we have like long long winters so Mm -hmm. in the summer it's like you have like three months of nice weather I don't want to be stuck inside 
and they always made the office so cold. So I'd literally be like in a sweater and a jacket at my desk, yes. like in life because I get like, finally it's nice out and I'm still freezing inside. Mm-hmm. But honestly with offices, I find no one in the world actually works nine to five. Like everyone who's in an office maybe works for like three, four hours out of the day. And then the rest of the time, they're just like going to the bathroom, talking to their friend, <laughs> taking a break in the staff room. So to me, it's like so unproductive. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm not busy and I don't have work to do, I'd rather like just be doing something else, like doing my laundry, going to the grocery store, getting a haircut, like things I actually need to get done. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so then basically my I was living with my ex-boyfriend and um, you know everything was like normal, but then he broke up with me. So I decided to leave. And basically a month after he broke up with me, I moved to Thailand. Wait, what? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, because two yeah. years earlier, my sister had mentioned how you can teach English in Asian countries mm-hmm. and make like really good money. And I, I was like, oh my God, I never knew that was an option. And I always had it in the back of my mind that if I break up with my boyfriend, I want to go teach English. Like I want to leave this country. I want to live somewhere else. Wait, so, so the- you already have a backup plan ready? Yeah, like I never thought it was gonna come true because I honestly thought we were we were gonna stay together forever. So I thought it was like a missed opportunity. But I always thought in my head, like if for some reason something happens, this is what I want to do. Wow. And and just take a second back on that moment when you know you were in ninety five, you like it but not loving it. You have a boyfriend that you think, you know, probably he might be the one. Put it pretty much. But the moment he break up, like was that. Was that shifting your world? Was it was it hard at the moment? Yeah, it was really hard. Um, I really loved him and our relationship was really good. Like I don't even remember fighting with him at all except like the one time. And then the one fight like led to him breaking up with me. But there were like a lot of issues. He had like other problems that like I won't discuss here because it's not my place. Um, so then so... you decide um, you're just going to go go to Thailand. Yeah, exactly. And you were like, I think scared? it was actually more of a shock to him in the end than it was to me. Like, I was really sad, but I got over it after, like, like a month. And I was kind of already seeing somebody else, which was, like, a big accident. Like, I did not go looking for it. I really said to myself, like, don't go out. Don't meet anyone. Don't go online. Like, don't go on Tinder or anything. Like, you, you know you're leaving the country. Like, you can't meet anybody. And then I already knew this guy from, like, a long time ago. And he happened to, like, message me on Facebook and just ask me if my car radio was broken because he's a mechanic. And at the time, I was driving, like, an old Mazda. And uh, my car radio was broken. So he asked me if it was still broken. And I was like, yeah, it's still broken, but I'm leaving to Thailand in a month, so I'm not going to fix it. And he's like, oh, that's really cool. And we just started talking. And we ended up talking all day, all the next day. And we started, like, really liking each other. And I was like, this is so ridiculous because I'm losing Pardon? But you still left, right? Yeah, I still left. I actually ended up moving out of my ex's apartment and living with that other guy for a month. But then I still left and I went to Thailand and it was the best decision I ever made in my life. Was it hard for you to leave that moment since you just personally... Was it hard or not? It was super hard. And that's the thing that people don't understand because every time I'll tell people that I was living in Thailand or when I was in Thailand, people would always say to me, oh, you're so lucky. You're so lucky. But it's actually not luck at all. If you live in America or you live in Canada, you don't. There's no luck involved. Like the lucky thing is to have a Canadian or an American passport. But other than that, it's just hard work. Like I paid two thousand dollars to go. I signed up with a program that I paid for, and then they gave you like support and like um, 
a one week training session on how to teach and how to like live in Thailand. So I paid $2,000 for that. I paid for my plane ticket. I sold um, like all my belongings. You know, I gave up my lease. I quit my job that I really liked. I left all my friends. I left all my family. Like it's not lucky. I didn't just fall into a plane and was like, oh, oops, guess I'm flying to Thailand today. Or like I didn't wake up and suddenly have like no friends, no job, no car and was like, okay, this is the day I leave. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. So anyone can do it basically is what I'm trying to say. Like if that's mm-hmm. your dream or your passion, you just got to pull the trigger. Like you can do it. It's not luck. It's just work. What What were you looking for when you want to go to Thailand? I was looking for adventure for sure. I just like wanted to see what life was like in another place. Um, I love, I knew I loved traveling and the longest trip I had done up till then was two months. And it was so fun that I, I knew I really wanted to do a year abroad mm-hmm. um and also i was looking to escape winter part of the reason why mm. i chose thailand and not korea or china or somewhere that actually pays better is because i really didn't want any type of cold weather at all and thailand is so hot all year round and actually when i landed there i got there in may early may the first week and it was a heat wave that they've never seen before it was 53 degrees celsius which is like wow. 120 degrees fahrenheit or something like that wow <laughs> it was crazy so how do you like it? How do you like Thailand when you land? I loved it so much. I want to go back every day. The people are the nicest people you'll yes. ever meet in your life. Um, they really try hard for you, like even if they don't speak English. Uh, I lived actually in a really small village, like mm-hmm. so it was really authentic, I guess. Like I was, I lived, I went to Bangkok for a week. I went to Chiang Mai like all the time on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Those are big cities, so they're super authentic. But you definitely get like more English. There's a lot of tourists, a lot of expats. It's Mm -hmm. a big city, so you can, like, find all your stuff, like, Mm -hmm. anything you want. There's restaurants, there's bars, there's clubs, there's drinking, there's shopping, there's regular shopping malls with, like, Forever 21 and stuff. But when you live in, like, a small, small village, it's, like, you know, there was, like, the one street that had a few stores in it, and that was basically it. (laughs) Wow. The rest was, like, houses and, like, fields, because they did a lot of rice farming there, so it was Mm -hmm. a lot of big fields. Um, and even when I would go into the big cities on the weekend, I would usually come back by train or bus. So they check your ticket. And when they check the ticket and they would see Den Chai, which is the name of the town, they would laugh at me and they would always ask me, like, why are you going to Den Chai? Like, no white people go there. <laughs> wow, what and then I would tell them, like, yeah, I'm a teacher. And they'd be like, oh, OK, OK. But they never saw a white person before. When I got there, I was like a celebrity. It was so weird to me. <laughs> Like I, I get there and I'm walking around on the first day just trying to figure out things. And people were like screaming my name, asking for pictures. Aww. It was so, so interesting. Wow. So how long were you there? Um, I stayed there for six months. Okay. So yeah, I did, a, I did a half a year teaching contract. So I taught from May until September. And then what happened? Did you left? Yeah, then I left, but I stayed in Asia and I traveled to six countries. Just for travel? So, yeah, so I just spent I spent the last half of the year just traveling and not really working. But that's exactly like how I started my career. So when I was living in Thailand and I was teaching English, it was very boring, to be honest, because I was only working 20 hours a week, but mm-hmm. I was supposed to be in the school for 40 hours. So I would be there from like seven in the morning till three in the afternoon, but I would only teach like for a few hours a day. So a lot of time I was just sitting in my classroom, like really bored. Um, so I decided to try to make money online and I just like, I didn't know anything about this world. I just Googled like how to make money online or like remote jobs. And I found Upwork, the site Upwork, which like I know people either love or hate. 
but at the time I had no idea about anything about Upwork. So I just made a profile and I applied for a few jobs and I actually got the first job that I applied for. And at first I thought that it was like amazing and I was so lucky. But now looking back, I'm like, okay, anyone would get this job really because he was paying $10 for a thousand words, which is like now I would do minimum $200 for a thousand words. Wow. Yeah. So it was like really terrible pay, which happens a lot in the online world. Mm -hmm. But because I was living in Thailand and I was bored and like I didn't really need the money. It was just to like have extra. Mm -hmm. I took the job and it just it just made me realize like, okay, Mm -hmm. this is real. Like I even though the money wasn't good, I actually got paid and I could there's like a like hope that I could make this better. Mm -hmm. And then since I got so interested in it. Thailand actually has like a big expat community and they, mm-hmm. they're called digital nomads and they're people that make money on their laptops. So they have a lot of co-working spaces and they have a lot of like workshops and things. So I started to get involved with these co-working spaces in Chiang Mai and in Bangkok and going to like lectures and going to like workshops on how to work online. And I started to really connect with the community. So it just kept making me realize like this is real, like you could really do mm-hmm. this, you could make money. Um, wow. And that really- what started everything so tell us about you know how do you you know from that moment and you realize wow you know uh marketing is something that you like to explore how do you take from that moment to then you start your own uh digital marketing firm yeah so that actually came a lot a long time after like almost a year after so mm-hmm. what happened was um i was just writing for like the ten dollars a week like one thousand dollar a week blogs And then my laptop actually broke and I just kind of gave up and I just traveled around until I like literally ran out of money. And then I came home. And by the time you were alone doing all the traveling. I was alone the whole time. Yeah. Wow. Sorry. This is just incredible. That's awesome. Continue. But you don't really like that's what I also love about being traveling alone is you're never really alone. Like any time that I wanted to meet friends or go out, there was always people around. I actually use Tinder a lot to meet friends. Like, because it tells you, like, when people are close to you. So I would, like, meet guys and even meet girls. And Bumble has, like, a feature for best friends. So I would, like, I met a lot of really nice girls and just had, like, fun days where we just hang out and, you know, nothing came of it. Or you can go to a hostel and hostels have, like, bar crawls and, like, mm-hmm. open mic nights and places to meet people. So anytime I actually wanted to, like, be with people, I was with people. Wow, um, I love that. Yeah. And when I was living in Thailand... Like I took that program. So we had a week, a week of training in Bangkok. And so we met all the other teachers that went through the program. Mm-hmm. So there was like a few teachers that were living close to me. The closest was 40 minutes away, but I would still go like visit them and then travel with them on weekends and stuff. So I had like some close friends for six months too. Mm-hmm. Um, That's amazing. So really you are. Yeah. Wow. I feel I can see that you're such a people person. Sounds like whatever you go, you can always easily make friends and Sounds like you are not afraid to travel alone, which is awesome. I love that. Okay, bring us back. Mm-hmm. Now you said you dis- discovered this uh, marketing world, and now you felt like maybe there's something more for you. And tell us about the moment that you know you realize, wow, you're really passionate about real estate and marketing. How do you combine that together? So real estate was actually a passion of mine for so long. Like ever since I remember being really small, like five years old, and just realizing like oh, buying houses means you make money. And in my head, I always wanted to like own a lot of properties, buy houses, flip houses. Like I was obsessed with watching HGTV. Like I still do all the time. Yes. I love interior design. I actually really wanted to go into interior design in school. But back when I was in school, it was, it was like 2007, 2008. 
um, you had to like have a portfolio and you had to know how to draw. And I'm like terrible at drawing. I can't draw for my life. So I just like <laughs> decided that not to go into it. But now, now everything's on the computer and you can use like AutoCAD and Photoshop. So it's mm-hmm. a little bit different because you don't have to be like a good artist as mm-hmm. long as you're good with the programs. Um, so you always have that in your back of your mind. Yeah, definitely. And like my family, like my grandparents and stuff, they were into real estate and they own some properties. So like I, I always knew it was like a smart idea. Um, it's so it's so cool when you think about someone like you who always loved real estate. And yet when you graduated from college, you sold everything and just left to travel. Isn't that so incredible and takes so much courage? Yeah, well, because the thing is, um, so my original plan was to like live at home until I was like 24 years old and buy a house right away and like save. But things like didn't really go according to plan and like life was kind of stressful for me at home. So I actually ended up leaving my house at 19 and moving out. So because I was going to school full time and working part time and paying rent and everything, I actually didn't buy a house um, until I was 28 years old. So so that at the time, that was also one of the reasons why I left because I didn't own property. So I was just renting and I was just able to leave like the lease was over and I was able to leave. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the things. But yeah, I definitely like was sad about that about being held back a little bit. But in the end, I got I did do what I needed to do. And like, I did buy a place. Um, so yeah, so basically I was traveling and then I came home and I knew I like, I swore to myself, I was not getting a nine to five. I'm like, I had the best year of my life. I'm already depressed that I have to come home. Don't make it worse by getting an office job. So I did everything to get a job online. And this is like where the story, this is like the down part where people need to hear this because yes. it's not all like sunshines and rainbows. So basically I took this job that paid $8 an hour, which was like, five to eight dollars under minimum wage at the time yeah so like I couldn't even live but luckily I was living with a new boyfriend like that guy that I had met before Thailand and lived with him for a month and then left I came back and we started dating so I was living with him so I wasn't paying like a lot of rent or anything because he had a mortgage that was cheap and I was just paying half of it for him so I didn't have like a lot of bills so I took it I took the job for eight dollars an hour and it was customer service um I hated every second of it it was truly awful oh my god (laughs) and it paid no money so I was like kept trying to look for jobs kept looking for jobs and then I got this email saying like oh we saw your profile on this job site and we want to offer you a data entry job for $18 an hour and even though it was data entry which I hate too I was like (laughs) oh my god it's $18 an hour like I could actually live like I could actually have real money coming in Mm -hmm. um like let me do it And then this is like the dumbest story ever. (laughs) But basically, they were like, okay, we're going to send you money. And it's going to be for like, uh, like equipment, like you're gonna have to buy a laptop, you're gonna have to buy a printer. And then we also want to like, you're gonna have to like handle small amounts of money for us and as part of the company. So we're gonna like test out the procedure. So even though like when I say it, it sounds so dumb. At the time, I was just so desperate for a job that I didn't really think anything about it. So basically they sent me like a few like a few e-transfers and the money came through and everything was fine. And then on the third time, they're like, oh, our e-transfers aren't working. Like we're going to send you a check by email and like you have to print it out and you have to go deposit it into another bank account. And I asked them like, oh, why? That sounds really weird. And they had this really good explanation for it. Like, oh, it's part of the job like this and that and that. And it kind of made sense. So I did it. But after like two times of doing it, I'm like, this seems super weird. So I called the bank and I talked to them about it. And they're like, yeah, this is a scam. Like, you're being frauded. What? And I almost lost $8,000. So Wow. Yeah. 
So it's not all easy to like work online. And at the time I had no oh money. God. Came back $2,000 in debt from the Asia trip. I had no money in the bank. And now I was about to lose $8,000. Like I would have to pull that from my line of credit. I would end up being like $11,000 in debt. It was so scary. So what did you I do? Went to the police. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I went to the police and the first policeman didn't care at all. He treated me like garbage. Oh. So I went to the second police. And they were like super, super nice. They took the case and everything. But they said, honestly, there's not much we can do about it because these people don't live in Canada. So like it's not our jurisdiction. Um, so what I ended up doing was like calling the bank and talking to the bank. And I got so lucky because this had been happening to so many people at that bank. Oh, that there ended up being like a class action lawsuit. And basically the bank's insurance just paid out and covered everyone. Oh, so wow. the, the guy told me like this literally never happened. Like 99.9% .9 of the time, if this happens to you, you just lose the money and you owe the money and the bank will not care. But you got so lucky that this happened to so many people that they're actually going to pay it out this time. Wow. <clears throat> Excuse me. So yeah, um, that was super lucky. And then while this was all happening, I kept applying to jobs. And I finally got this job at an amazing company called Barker Social. Um, it was paying $400 a week, which was $1,600 a month, which was the most money I'd ever seen at this point. And it was just for like writing 10 articles a day, which is actually an insane amount of work. But it was oh, yes. more like spinning the news kind of thing. So so it was actually like great. And I took the job and I loved it. And I got I kept getting promoted. So basically, I went from just writing for one client to writing for like 10 of her clients. And I went from just being paid the $400 a week to being on a full-time salary of $32,000 a year. And everything was like awesome. And that's when I really learned my passion for marketing mm -hmm. because she was a digital marketing agency. Mm -hmm. And I started going from writing just articles and blogs to doing all kinds of social media work, writing hooks and social media posts and learning all about marketing. And I just really fell in love with it. And then wow. her business really kind of went under, like she lost her big two big clients and she wasn't able to pay me on salary anymore. Um, so I was laid off. And while I was laid off, I decided to start my own business. And now it's been a year and I've been doing my own business. And I've actually tripled my income since then. Wow. Wait, yeah. I want to just take a second. Um, just Jessica, wow, what a journey. And I want to take a second back to all those jobs you had and you lost and you got frauded. I mean, was any point that you questioning you you say what's wrong with me or hey why am I not able to get that or why are you not luck lucky do you ever yeah. question that because that's so much sad and resilient along the way but I'm curious how do you able to pull through every single time and able to you know keep going keep finding the next one keep finding the next one until the one finally come came and you realize that was your passion yeah, honestly, there was definitely times where I where I was giving up. And actually, um, Blind Ferret, the place, the nine to five that I had before I left, they ended up calling me and asking me if I wanted to work part time. And I said yes. And I was working for them two days a week. But I actually hated it this time around. Mm -hmm. The first time was really, really good. And I loved them and everything was fine. But this time when I was working part time, I was in a different role in a different part of the company. Mm -hmm. And it just wasn't like anything that I was good at. And I was only working Tuesdays and Thursdays in the office. But for some reason, every single Tuesday and every single Thursday, there was a giant snowstorm. Ouch. And it would take me two hours to get to work and two hours to get home. Oh, no. And 
when I lived when I was working at the nine to five before I left to Thailand, mm-hmm. I only lived 10 minutes away from the company. Mm-hmm. But when I came back and I was working part time, I lived 30 minutes away with no traffic. Mm-hmm. And that really made a huge difference because mm-hmm. having like a two, like an hour long commute in traffic versus a 10 minute commute changes everything. Oh, of course. <laughs> and, um, and like I used to go home on my lunch breaks. Before now, I couldn't. I didn't have time to go home, so it made the day so long because I would be there from nine to five instead of before. I would be there from like nine to noon and then come back from one to five. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just think sounds sounds like Jessica, you're such a <laughs> free spirit. I felt like the 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 whole journey that you had along the way. I think you you really um, enjoy freedom, flexibility, and also you have that passion for real estate when you were young. And along the way, you discover um, your passion about writing, about uh, digital marketing. And that all just come together after all those trips, all those uh, trial and error, all those different jobs. Is that fair to say? That's exactly true. Yeah, that's 100% right. Wow. And I'm curious, um, everything just says like 10 years span or 15 years? How, how long that journey has been up to this moment? Um... Not even, it's been, yeah, closer to 10 years. It started when I was probably wow. like 20, 21, 22, and now mm-hmm. I'm 30, so like eight wow. years. Wow. And yeah. I'm curious, you know, you obviously, congratulations for starting your own business last year. I'm curious, along the way, um, do you feel you've become a different person? Now, who have you become and changed along the way? Yeah, I honestly feel like I've become the person that I've always wanted to be. Like, as a kid... I know this sounds like really awful to say sometimes, but as a kid or like even like my whole life, I kind of always wanted to be better than other people. Like not so much better, but I always wanted to be better at life, I guess. Not more than other people, but life. So like I knew I always wanted a life that was like nice from the outside, but nice from the inside too. So I wanted like a nice car. I wanted a big house. I wanted vacations all the time. I wanted like people to look at my life and say, wow, that's the kind of life that I want. And when I talk to other people like this or talk to business coaches, they all say the same thing, like everyone agrees. So I think you have to have that mindset kind of like that you want a really good life for yourself and you go after that. Um, And there's a lot of hard work to get there. But when you do get there, you do see the changes. Like this is definitely the most money I've ever had in my life. And I'm, I'm a lot happier, to be honest. I know money doesn't buy happiness and there's always problems. But I'm, it's definitely a nice like when something comes up to know you can pay for it like my air conditioner broke in my car and it cost me $600 to fix it but I didn't have to worry about it I literally mm-hmm. just brought it to the garage I paid the $600 I got my AC back and I was super happy before like two years ago it would have been really tough to come up with that money like I would have had to put it on credit card and then I would have had to like try to pay it off in time and I would have like not gone out to dinner with my friends like it would it would have been really stressful Whereas mm-hmm. now it's just like, okay, it's annoying. Like, I wish I didn't have to spend $600, but hey, like, I have it. Mm-hmm. And you, so. you mentioned that you finally become the person you always wanted to be. Can you describe that person? How do you compare yeah. that person to maybe, you know, eight, 10 years ago when you just started this journey? So, yeah, like, I, I knew I always wanted to be, like, really successful in life and have, like, nice things and be able to do nice things for people. That's a really big thing, too. Like, I love buying birthday gifts and Christmas gifts for people and I don't really like having a budget like if someone says like oh I really wish I had this thing I want to just give it to them even if it's like a thousand dollars so that was something really important for me too um so basically like 10 years ago I was just you know out of school bartending waitressing which is a really good job you could get paid a lot of money but it wasn't my passion 
Um, so I was kind of just like lost in life. I knew I could do better. Like I didn't love telling people like, oh, I'm a waitress when they asked me what I did, which is just me personally, like nothing against waitresses at all. Um, and now, now like I love when people ask me what I do because I feel so proud to be like, yes, like I own my own business because that is something I wanted since I could remember. Mm-hmm. And was it hard for you when you started journey a year ago? Start your own business? Oh, yeah, it's still hard to be honest. Like I'm still not even at the point that I want to be like, I really want to triple my income from what it is now. I want to make minimums like high six figures. Like my goal is to make at least 200,000 a year. Uh, I would definitely like to have more staff. Right now I do have a few staff and they're really awesome, but I really want to be able to pay someone like a full-time really nice salary to kind of take over so I can like step back and just work on other parts of the businesses. And, you know, I want to start a family with my boyfriend now. Um, so if I want to like have kids and stuff, like I definitely want to get to a point where I can pay someone like 50,000 a year to take over the business for a year while I raise my kid. Um, so there's still a lot of work to do. Um, I still want time? at least 10 more clients, you know, cause now I have really good clients and everything's great. But if one of them does decide to like stop working with me, it would put like a big hole in, in my life. So I want to get to a point where like I have so many clients that even if one or two leave, it's not going to be a problem. So there's still challenges. There's still things I work on every single day. Uh, I still put in a lot of hours. Yeah. So, wow, that's, that's, that's incredible. And I'm curious about, you know, today with all the things you did um, and, you know, the business you started, um, what inspires you today, Jessica? What inspires me? Yeah, what inspires um, you today? Yeah, really good question. Um, honestly, I think it's more just like the same, like, I just want to be the best version I can be and have the best life for myself. And I'm not there yet like I'm still super happy with the progress I love it but the the motivation and the inspiration comes from knowing that I can still have more and do more um I still want to get to like right now I wouldn't spend like a thousand dollars on my friend's birthday gift but I, I want to get to that point where I totally would um right now I own a really nice condo but I would love to have like a full-size house so I'm working towards that goal and hopefully that'll happen in the next six months um so like things like that are really inspiring and then seeing other people's stories too like I met these two girls in uh, Indonesia and they run a company that teaches people how to like create online businesses. It's called uh, Bucket List Bombshells Tribe and uh, they make over six figures. So they inspire me all the time. I follow them so much. I'm in their Facebook group and stuff. So I get a lot of inspiration from them, a lot of inspiration from Facebook, Facebook groups and seeing how other people, you know, live their lives and like it inspires me to do more. Is making money the 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 only goal for you? Um, it's not the only goal. Like making money, I think is just the the thing that I need to reach the other goals. So I want to make a lot of money, but the reason I want to make a lot of money is to like give it to other people, to like start a charity, to have a really nice life for myself, to have a good life for my kids. Like if I have kids in the next two years, I definitely want to have a lot of money so that I can give them the best life possible, which isn't like spoiling them but I always said if I had a kid then I would want to say no because I want to say no not because I have to say no yeah I, I love that you are um, just so kind and wanted to give to others and you know your future children um, th that's so great and sorry I just thought of we have not talked about your pickle company two girls and one uh, yeah. pickle how does that come about and how does that going yeah, so that was way before everything. So when I was, uh, this was like in the 2012 or 2013, I was like just finishing school. Also, um, I came back from Europe and, and I was bartending and waitressing. So I decided to start my own company. 
So basically I was at, I was bartending and me and this customer started talking about it and I told him how much I love pickles and how my sister and I would make pickles at home. And he was like, oh, you should really start a company. And we kept talking about it. And he's like, you should name it Two Girls, One Pickle. And we started laughing about it. But he actually bought me the domain name at the bar. He's like, yeah, I'm in tech and everything. So he paid for my domain name for a year. So I was like, okay, since he paid for the website and I have this website now, like, let me just start it. So I started it. I made my own recipes. So I would sell um, white wine and lime pickles and white wine and lime green beans. And then I would sell red wine and lemon sweet peppers. And I got my graphic designer friend to design me labels. And I got my other friend who was a photographer to take professional pictures. So I have like a Facebook page. I had the products and I started selling them and they were doing super well. I sold them at the bar that I was working at. Customers would like come and talk to me about it and I'd bring them jars. And then it was really good for me. It was really good for the bar because people were coming back to get their pickles. So then they would come and like drink more and buy more food. Um, And then I started selling them at like charity events. Like I sold them at charity softball games. And everything was going super well. But in Quebec, if you want to sell food, you have to get your you have to make it in a certified kitchen, like a health inspector has to come and make sure that everything's up to code. But at the time I was renting my place. So I couldn't like it wasn't it didn't make sense to spend a lot of money to get your kitchen up to code if I'm not even owning the place. So you could rent a commercial kitchen from like a restaurant or a bar in the city, but it gets very expensive. And then you also need to like have a processing plant like you need if you're going to sell like thousands of jars you need to have like a factory to do it or you're going to like be working 24 hours a day um so I looked at the cost I looked into everything and it would cost me at least twenty thousand dollars to get everything like up and running and even though I was passionate about it I just felt like I didn't want to go twenty thousand dollars into debt at that point in my life and that's when I ended up getting the nine to five and then going to Thailand and stuff so I'm happy I did it but now that I have a lot more money coming in from the business it's something that I'm thinking about doing in the future. Like right now I don't have time and I really want to focus on my business. I really want to bring it up to the high six figures, but I think something in the future for fun, I might bring it back and start. Now I just make it for friends and family. Oh, um, I love that. Um, thank you for sharing again, Jessica. What a, what amazing journey and so many up and downs. And I can definitely see you such a resilience um, person really you know it sounds like nothing ever beat you down right there are so many you know things throw your way but you always get up I love that um I have one last question for you is I wonder you know today you are finally start your business you know as your dream as you always wanted it uh you love real estate so now you're in the real estate doing the marketing thing you are become the person you always want to be um looking back um is anything you would like to change? You will change if you can't. And what would you say to yourself in the time that you were very, very low and very down? Um, if I could change anything, it would be to start earlier. Like I wish that I knew these things existed. I wish that I had tried to make money online when I was like 21, 20, instead of only starting at 26, because I feel like I'd be so much far further ahead. Um, but yeah, I guess what I would say to myself though is like, it's okay. Like everyone has bad times. There's not one person in the world like. Jeff Bezos, Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, none of those people started and just like everything was easy and fine and perfect and they never had problems. So if you're going to get to that point, you got to work hard and you got to like understand that there's going to be downs in life. And if you give up, you're going to have to start from square one. So never give up because you're going to just end up going right back to where you were. If you keep trying, you'll keep progressing. Wow. 
I love that. You want to hustle, it, girl. I love that about you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, is there anything else you want to share with our audience that I have not asked today? Uh, I just want everyone to know that if they have a dream, like I know it sounds cliche, but whatever you put your mind to, you truly can do it. And I really believe, from my own personal experience, that the only time you fail is when you stop trying. So if you want to do something and you keep doing it, no matter how many times you fail, you'll succeed in the end. You're only going to fail for good if you just give up and you stop. So if you really, truly want to do something and people are telling you like, "Oh, you can't do that," or "Oh, it's crazy," or "Oh, it's scary," just do it because you you will actually get it done if you just keep trying. I love that. Never give up and just do it, guys. If you have exactly. a dream, if you have a goal, have a vision, just start. Today is best day. Today is better than yesterday. So do it today. Exactly. If not now, when? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you, thank you, Jessica. What an honor! Thank you so much for sure your journey and what a beautiful, beautiful stories. I love, love um you being so many part of the world, which is truly something I personally really admire. Um, so yeah, thank you again for being a guest today. I really, really appreciate you. Um, and guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. This is all for today's episode, and I hope you all enjoy as much as I did. And I would love to see you guys next time. Thank you, guys. Bye.